You are listening to the Horse Radio Network, part of the Equine Network family. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Well, good Monday morning, everybody. I am Glenn DeGeek in Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm back in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network from Monday, January 8th, episode 3338 by Worm Flooring uh, today. So good morning, horse people. I have good news and bad news for you on this Monday morning. First, the bad. It's Monday. But the good news is really good. Jamie and Glenn are here to guide you through another week filled with horse talk and a whole lot of fun. Welcome to Horses in the Morning. Good morning, everybody. Thank you for joining us this morning. Hey, Jamie, you're back home again. I am. Yeah, I had one of those days on, let's see, it was Saturday and my flight was at 5 a.m. Oh. So I had to be <laughs> to the airport by 3.30. So that was super fun. You were um, flying out of Gainesville? Were you at a- I, f- I flew out of Jacksonville yeah, to Dallas and Dallas. Home. I was home by 9.30 in the morning. <laughs> and the whole day was so weird. I was like, where am I? Like, was that today? It was just this weird. When you do a flight that early and then you're home in the morning, it's so it was very confusing to my brain. It's like two so- different days, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh my God, that was, I'm like, why is it the longest day ever? It just won't end. <laughs> oh, because it started at 2.30. Got it. Well, you, uh, after the show we did here together in the studio on Wednesday, we, we went out to visit the ponies, Nigel and Scooter, and it, it just was so weird. I've had Scooter for, what, nine years, maybe? And it was just so weird that you had never, we've talked about this horse a million times, and you had never met Scooter, but you got to meet Scooter. I finally did. He's very talented at selfies. Like, he he's trained him well. <laughs> he loves the camera. And what did I say? He loves pretty girls. He loved you. He just that. Oh, peach. my God. <laughs> he's the cutest thing I've ever seen. He looks like a like a like a full grown foal. You know, you he, know, everybody says he doesn't look like a pony. He looks like a horse. And he does, you know, with his with his face and everything. He looks like a horse. What was I that? thought he looked he's like a he's 17 years old. What? That's crazy. Oh, wow. He's 17. I didn't realize he was that old. Oh, did that hurt your heart a little bit? Yes, it does. He's 17. Oh, my God. Now, in Pony World, that's only one third of the way yes, through his yes. life. So We've had be... some that have lived to 40. So. <laughs> so you got to meet Scooter and Nigel. You got to meet them both. Uh, yes, and... and I do have comments to yeah. make about them later on in the in the show. Okay, all right, good. Uh, and we also went over to the World of Question Center. So you finally, after all this time of talking about that, got to see that too. Uh, I don't know. I always say that no matter how we describe it or how many pictures you look at, you can't appreciate it till you get there. Was that true? Um, yeah, I would I would like to. Um, so I'm walking around the World Equestrian Center with you and Jen. And you're like, I'm going to show you all the awesome things. And we got to watch some kind of like really like almost meter and a half jumping and it was going on in the big arena. It was beautiful. And then we got some really good food. And then you're like, I'm going to show you around. Glenn, let me just tell you from 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 now on, when people come to visit the World Equestrian Center, nobody cares about the lobby and the hotel. <laughs> we want to see the barns and the indoors. I didn't Finally realize we were going to be cut to 10 minutes on our uh, tour. That should have well, taken about three hours. 
I wasn't supposed to actually not be with my mom, so it was like <laughs> I was like I've been gone half a day. You I need could to get back. spend a whole day there. I mean, yeah. we went into one store. There's like twenty five. You know, it's like. There's yeah, just... it's like inside it is like a little mini Vegas. You know, like <laughs> when you walk around Vegas, you're like, I don't even know what day it is because I don't see the sun. It's just like this. Really, it was like a, a time suck. You know, you walk around. <laughs> so it was it was beautiful. And you and saw it was really maybe cool. a fifth of it or a, a 5% of it even. You know? Yeah, yo, that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> I mean, it looked amazing and incredible. And what I took away was that one woman who rode, I was like, I want to get to the point with a horse that this lady is riding up on the buckle, staring at her cell phone, walking in between buildings and under porticos and all this. And she is riding a horse that had to be 18.3. I mean, he was the biggest dang thing I'd ever seen. He, and I had an 18-hand horse here, uh, and this horse was bigger than that. And I'm like, that's my equestrian life goal, is to walk around a place like this on the buckle staring at my phone. My horse is that <laughs> trained and where just nothing bothers I me. don't know if you noticed, but 99% of the people walking their horses to get from one place to another were staring at their phones. I, it's crazy. I just, <laughs> I'm like, I need more trained horses. I need more money to buy horses like that. Well, coming up on today's show, unfortunately, we had I a guest. I buy ones that have I have the cell phone in my thigh pocket, and I'm like, I better take this out so I don't break it when I fall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, these guys, these kids are always on their phone when they're walking around there. Oh my gosh, it's crazy! If you watch, you didn't get to do this, but you go out and watch a warm up ring, and they'll do a couple, you know, warm up jumps, and then they're along the they're along the fence on their watch, you know, texting people, and then they put it back in their pocket, go do a couple of other more jumps, and then get back to the fence on their phone. It's so interesting to me uh, how that uh, if you go back and listen to Tad Coffin, he talks about like how the the phone ha emits these things that we might not feel, but horses do. And he talks about like maybe always putting it, you know, away from your horse when you're riding and stuff. And I'm like, these people <laughs> are toasting their horses brains and they don't care. And they don't care. <laughs> no. All right, coming up on today's show, we had a guest book, but uh, the guest has COVID. We've been having a run of luck here with guests. Uh, so it's just Jamie and I today. Uh, I have a bunch of uh, random news stuff I want to talk to you about. I also have a brand new health scoring system for your horse that you can do. You can play along at home and take the test for your horse as well. I had Jennifer do it for Scooter because I'm not very good at those things. And uh, we'll find out what Scooter's uh, health score was. And uh, we also have a bunch of other stuff we're going to talk about about today. We're going to talk a little bit about dogs. Uh, we have some equestrian first world problems. I have a survey show. So we have a lot coming up on today's show, but it's just us, which is appropriate because we haven't done a whole lot of shows together in the last couple of weeks. So here we go. We'll start with Daily Winnie's. I have two auditor birthdays today, and they've both been long, long time listeners. Uh, Rachel Rosenthal and Andrew Vernatter, happy birthday to both of you. And I have to give a thank you. So we got this box in, in, I don't know, it was the beginning of December, maybe, and we thought it was a Christmas box. So we held it for Christmas and didn't open it. And 
It turns out it probably wasn't a Christmas box, but uh, when I finally did open it, we have our auditor by the name of Tom, who lives up there in Michigan, who I met in person when we were on our when we were on our touring, and he sends us fun stuff occasionally. Well, I don't know if you were on the episode where I talked about the fact that Jennifer and I had this is a long time ago had interviewed for a job running a hotel in Traverse City, Michigan. And what? Yeah, it's way up there. I mean, it's way up there in Michigan. And we determined too too much snow. We're <laughs> not going to do that job. Uh, and he heard that, and he sent us a bottle of Traverse City bourbon. So I have this bottle in my hands of Traverse City Whiskey Company, aged in new American oak barrels for four years or more, straight bourbon whiskey. It's 86 proof, so I don't... <laughs> I'm not going to be drinking a whole lot of it. I don't think that you can mix that comfortably with uh, <laughs> things that include strawberry daiquiris. No, this is that out there. But I did, I, I did get some sour mix, so we're going to be giving this a try. Uh, now, if I mix this with sour mix, your husband's going to roll over and be really mad at me because he straight uh, drinks his bourbon straight up, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the next daily Winnie, I'll tell you what to do with that. Okay, all right, good. I'll maybe ship it out to him. It is his birthday, right? <laughs> I need the happy birthday sound. Happy birthday, happy birthday, happy, happy birthday to you. Stick that bourbon in the mail. You know my address. Go ahead and mail it on out because he'll actually drink it. Well, I don't know if he's ever had Traverse City Whiskey Company. so I'm sure he hasn't, but he would be more than happy to try it. Um, yes, happy birthday to my dear sweet husband. He, um, It's a big one. He's 62? It's a good one. He's not 60. Uh, No. (laughs) No, it's the big 5-0 and uh, happy birthday. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I met him when I was, when he was 33. So, yeah. Oh, my God. My back hurts thinking about it. (laughs) Good Lord. We've been doing this show a long time. (laughs) I know. It's crazy. He's really 50? Yeah, he's 50 today. I still think about him like early 40s. Oh, I'm sorry. Should I not have said that on the show, baby? He's just sitting right back here. I just got a pinch. <laughs> well, he has had two full careers. I mean, he should be 50, right? I mean, you're retired from yeah. one career. Like, yeah, started come on. another. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Chad. Happy birthday, Chad, Glenn says. So. All right. Well, that's terrific. He well, just grunted, kind of more growled. It's fine. <laughs> well, every year in Wellington, of course, we're in Wellington full time. The shows are going on, dressage shows, jumping shows, uh, polo, all the things are going on in Wellington right now. And at the first Saturday Night Lights they do in Wellington every year, they start off with the Battle of the Sexes. It's a $75,000 Battle of the Sexes. And I remember reporting, reporting it. We probably been reporting on this since we started the show. Um, And usually it's the women that win, uh, but that's not true this year. The men won. The men won the battle of the sexes this year. Uh, This is the fourth. Well, don't feel, don't get too upset. This is only the fourth time (laughs) they've won in 14 years. So, but they have won two times in a row now. So this is their second win uh, in the battle of the sexes and congratulations to the men. Yay. You can't win every year. 
Yes, we can. (laughs) Disappointed. Also, this year is Olympic year, so all the preparations are happening over in Paris. This is the first time the Olympics have been held in Paris in 100 years. So Paris is gearing up and getting ready, um, and there have been qualifications going on now for 18 months. Uh, A lot of the most of the team, or all the teams right now, I think, are decided. Uh, Now it's the individual places that are up for grabs, so you, you... Some teams qualify to send teams is how it works. And then uh, countries get a certain number of allotments for individuals that they can send that don't count toward the team qualifications or the team scoring, but they can qualify individually. So those are up for grabs now. Those have not been decided. But I just want to go through here real quick. I'm not going to read them all. But uh, just to give you an idea of our most listened to countries that listen to this show the most. Uh, We'll go through those. And jumping, Sweden, Great Britain, Ireland, USA, Canada, and Australia, and a bunch of other countries have qualified for teams, dressage, Great Britain, Sweden, Canada, Australia, and the United States. And then at eventing, the United States, New Zealand, Great Britain, Ireland, Sweden, Canada, and Australia. So pretty much the listening audience of this show, uh, their countries have qualified for most of these. And Paradressage, USA, Great Britain, and Sweden, along with many others, have qualified. So there's 18 individual qualification places also for Para. We'll do pretty well in Para this year. Our team is, is very good right now. So it's a couple, it's a couple of months away, actually, not too far. But guess who's going to be one of the announcers again this year? You. Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. Do you remember? Him and Kevin Hart. Yes. And remember them commenting on dressage? It was hilarious. Uh, Well, they got him back again. NBC has hired him back to do commentary. Uh, So, yeah, Snoop Dogg's back to the Olympics. That was the most popular part of the Olympics (laughs) last year, I I think, was was. them commenting on the dressage horse. Where they were saying he was crip walking and like started going sideways. They were like, oh! Yes, and if NBC wouldn't sue me, I'd play it right now. But... uh, (laughs) So yeah, they're so Snoop Dogg's back. I don't know if Kevin Hart didn't mention Kevin Hart. So uh, I know Snoop Dogg's back anyway. That's awesome. Uh, let's talk about worm flooring. You know, it's a constant struggle with heavy rubber mats. You know, as a matter of fact, uh, we're, we're trying to get an appointment to get our floor done. Jennifer pulled up the mats the other day and we were looking under the mats and, you know, we haven't cleaned it since we got the trailer a year ago. I thought you had done that already. We're no, already on we the still, way to getting we, the worm flooring. Well, we are, but we didn't get the, we haven't, the, the appointment's not confirmed yet. So apparently they're busy. So we're going to get that done because I don't want to pull up the mats and clean underneath the mats anymore on the aluminum floor. And Man, the, I'll tell you something right now. It has been raining sideways for the last 24 hours and it is still raining. And this is the time where like water gets into your trailer mm-hmm. just through like if you leave a door open or if Crack. they're not completely <laughs> sealed or if there's a big hole in the roof from a hailstorm. I don't know what that would happen. But um, if you have any of that, I don't worry about the water anymore getting underneath the mats because I have the worm floor. Again, I got the worm floor and then approached them about advertising. I didn't get it. For, I, I like sought it out and wanted no, she it. Paid and they for wanted this, to puppy. Join. this wasn't a freebie. <laughs> I did. I did. So ditch the mats, upgrade to the warm flooring system. You don't have to mess with the heavy mats anymore. They just handle all of it. It's awesome. Now, one of the things it says here uh, is, is it actually helps with cushioning. It reduces shock and fatigue. Is that when you walk on it, can you tell? It It's not like it's squishy, like a squishy mat, but it's like more 
more squishy than just a hard rubber mat. Uh, Does that make sense? So it's not like you're like, oh, I could lay down and sleep on here. Like I'm gonna, no, it's not like that. But it's a little textured, right? It is a little textured. Basically, they look like little rubber rocks, and they pour them into. This is not science, right here. They (laughs) pour it in, like trowel it onto your floor and cover, and it went all the way up, kind of like to the to the ends of the trailer, and then up the wall. Just a. I was going to ask you about that because that was my one concern: is that it would get in the edges. Yeah, no, they, 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 it's like, they know what they're doing. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things it says here about being quieter, and I didn't think about that because you do get yeah. some noise from the road, right? So, yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Well, you, you, uh, it, by the way, worm flooring is W E R M. That's we eliminate rubber mats. You can find, go to wormflooring.com to find a dealer near you. And there are dealers all over the country in it. Uh, so definitely check that out. Well, you know, one of the places I was uh, with Reese last year was for the services for Phil. And one of the places we were was in Guelph, Canada, where the college is. And of course, that's a big equine college up there. And that's where Phil basically lived. And that we got to spend some time there. And there they come out with with some really cool stuff. They're a very active college for the equine world. And they came out with a new body conditioning scoring tool uh, by the by Equine Guelph. And I got to tell you what, uh, I had Jennifer, it, was, it looked kind of cool, although I, I can't answer the healthy questions about my horse because that's Jennifer's job. So I had her take this for Scooter. And I'll have you know that Scooter's looking pretty good. He's in the go category right now. Now it does say moderately fleshy in his results mm-hmm. i think scooter would would be proud of that actually that he was moderately fleshy okay uh, so you did this whole thing on, mm-hmm. on this like how does the scoring work uh, i can't see the well thing. you fill it out and it goes by top line there's like five or six different spots that you score on your horse and then it comes it comes back with the results and uh his re- there's three categories you can get uh intervention likely not required and then that's green. And then yellow, it's like a stoplight. And then yellow is considered to consulting a vet and or nutritionist. And then uh, red is contact the vet nutritionist for advice immediately. So you get one of those three scores on your horse. Uh, but I, I'm going to put the link in the show notes so you guys can go do this for your horse and see where your horse falls. I was thinking you were going to like let us play along right now because most people are in their barn nah, listening to this. Yeah, but you, it's, it's kind of hard to do this the way they have it set up. Uh, you almost have to do it with your horse, and it would be better to do it with your horse while you were in the barn, actually. So some of the places that it says you have to check is along the neck, along the withers, the tail head, the loin, the crease down the back, the ribs, and then behind the shoulder or elbow. I've never well, noticed fat elbows on a horse, but <laughs> cool. You should do it for one of your horses, too. Uh, maybe, which one is the super fat one you have? He's not super fat. <laughs> He's just um, representing his breed. Which one was uh, it? It was and Miles, my Miles. delusion. Oh yeah, you got to do that for Miles, and we'll talk about it on Wednesday and see what score he gets. We'll see. Will Listen. Miles be in the caution category or the stop run to the vet category? Okay, so if well, if your if your pony is in the caution um, is in the go category, intervention likely not required. I would imagine that Miles is going to be in the caution, <laughs> consult vet nutritionist, but he wears a muzzle. I, just, I can't muzzle him with the hay net that's on and then a muzzle. That doesn't seem fair. So he already has a hay net on his hay. So he's doing okay. However, there is one horse 
that needs the stop contact vet and nutritionist for advice. Uh-huh. Okay. One really needs to see the doctor immediately. And that is your wife's horse. <laughs> Jesus. That I was like, I'm sorry. Have you been making fun of Scooter and Glenn for this time? I'm like, somebody needs to look in the mirror. Like Nigel is not small. He's not small. Not small. Oh, she thinks he's perfect, so I can't say anything. I get in trouble. Well, let me tell you right now. <laughs> She's commenting from the other room. <laughs> uh, Jennifer. Jennifer. He's a thoroughbred. You're not <laughs> supposed to be able to not feel ribs on a thoroughbred. I was like, oh, my God. Like, what is... I mean, he's I, big boned anyway. But mm-hmm, yeah, big. sure he is. He's big boned. <laughs> Like, um, I'm pretty sure this is a fat pad on his rump. <laughs> like, what? And there were, I'm like, oh, can I feel ribs? No. I'm just happy that it's not Scooter and I getting picked on for a change about this. I mean, <laughs> I really think that Jen doing your horse's body conditioning <laughs> score, she needs to maybe mm, do hers. <laughs> maybe next time I'm out there, I'll do Scooter's and see if I come up with the same result. Uh, one of the other things, random things that came up and, uh, that Jennifer found and sent it over to me, they did this, uh, study on horse kicks and this was, uh, back feet kicks. And this is really nerdy, by the way. Yeah, this but is I'm, like I'm not something... going to get into that. It was one sentence that, that <laughs> I'm not getting into the nerdy because I don't think I understood it, but they did. When you do uh, force, you take a look at Newton's. I don't care about all that. This last sentence is what I, what I found interesting. There was no statistical difference between a provoked and an unprovoked kick. So So they measured the force of a horse's kick. Yes. And what they did is they measured, okay, we piss off the horse and it tries to kick something, right? Or it just kicks out when it has a fly or something, you know, just a random kick. There was no difference between the two. And that's why you can get hurt as bad with either one. Uh, which I thought was interesting. You would think that the I'm pissed off I'm kicking is going to be different than the, you know, I'm just kicked out for whatever reason, uh, is going to be different, but they determined that it wasn't. So I, I have a, I that's have why we get issue. hurt. <laughs> yeah. I have an issue with one of the horses in my barn. Bless his heart. Little Maverick, my little 14, two hand quarter horse that is kind of the mini Duke. He just kicks the ding walls in the stall like just kicks a wall and 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 there's nothing like i'm not feeding he just it's like a just like an into pressure thing where he just whacks the wall so yesterday i did put the kicking rings on him for the first time and it did stop yesterday but oh my gosh like this is i i just don't understand and and i've had a horse that kicked the wall because a stallion was put next to her and she broke her coffin bone kicking the wall so hard. So I'm like paranoid that he's going to break his coffin bone and he's kicking for no reason. And he kicks the bejesus out of it. So I believe this study saying, because he's not mad. He just kicks the wall. Just don't be in the way. (laughs) Whatever they kick, don't be in the way. But this is why we break bones right here. Oh, anyway, that was, I just found that interesting that, uh, that it was it was the same because you wouldn't think it would be exactly the same. But you have a personal experience, so you're believing yeah. it. Yeah. It is crazy. It's, it's one crazy. study we can believe right there. <laughs> <laughs> and here's a study that you may or may not believe. I I found this and um I feel like they might have just interviewed a small section of people 
maybe add a dog agility show for this, but <laughs> it is the most popular breeds of dogs by state. Oh, really? Okay. By state. In in in, in Alabama, what is the most popular uh, breed what, of dogs? Can I guess? Uh, Pitbull. You're not going to get, I mean, this is, like I said, I feel like they interviewed a section, a cross section of people who have the same breed. So Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, Georgia, Indiana, uh, Missouri, Montana, and let's see, Virginia, all had the same dog breed. That was and the most very popular. diverse, different states. Yeah. yeah. I mean, from Alaska to Georgia, like it's crazy. And that was the Australian Shepherd. Well, I can believe that in Alaska, but not Georgia or Alabama. I just, I don't know. And then California. Guess the most popular uh, dog in California. Too. Right? You would <laughs> think right. so. That's right. But they have the Bernese Mountain Dog. What? Yeah. Nobody has those in California. Um, let's see, Colorado. This is, is a very, bogus study. <laughs> it was in USA Today. Like, you think they would do some actual studies, but Connecticut was bulldog. And then Colorado. That I believe, by the way. That one I believe. Really? Yeah. In Connecticut? Yeah. we. I mean, my family came from Connecticut. I would believe bulldog. That kind of matches the people there. So Colorado, Maryland, Massachusetts. Nevada, New Jersey, New Mexico, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, oh, what's up, Tennessee, and that was it. All of those states I just mentioned, their most popular dog. What do you think? Oh, now I'm going to think it's like a border collie. German Shepherd. Really? German Shepherd. Yeah, I don't get it. I, I mean, I'm like, like I said, did they go to like a dog agility trial? They're like, what state do you live in? And what do you like? Um, now, Delaware had the, the kind of notable ones. Delaware was Boston Terrier. Uh, Hawaii, Hawaii, Burmese Mountain Dog. Huh. Why? That's not a popular dog in Hawaii. I mean, it can't be. It's too hot. Crazy. Uh, lab. Idaho is a lab, Indiana, uh, Iowa, Burmese Mountain Dog, lab in Louisiana, and then lab in Massachusetts, German Shepherd in Michigan, Mississippi was the Bulldog, Missouri was Aussie and the Bulldog, German Shep uh, Australian Shepherd in lab in Montana, Nebraska was lab, Nevada was German Shepherd, um, let's see, any other notable, no, it's pretty much those three breeds, Burmese Mountain Dog, Bulldogs, Labradors, and German Shepherds. Oh, wait. West Virginia had, they sprinkled in the Boxer and Wisconsin, the Golden Retriever. I'm calling garbage. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out um, if that also matches the, it, there's just more of those dogs in that. You know, what are the largest dog breeds? I mean, is it like because there's, uncastrated males running around sprinkling their seed everywhere. And so <laughs> yeah, everybody I mean, are going to be the largest, I would think. <laughs> then the same study, a same article from USA Today, what are the top 10 favorite dog breeds in the United States? By the way, if you're listening to this and you live in Hawaii yeah, or California, yeah. I would, think I would like you just start sprinkling photos of Bernie's mountain dogs to my phone. Cause I'm just not buying it. Um, but the popular top 10, Oh, here's a shocker. Australian shepherds, German shepherds, bulldogs, Labrador retrievers, and Burmese mountain dogs. There you go. I, then it rounds how many Burmese mountain dogs have you seen? I've seen probably two yeah. in my life. 
And I lived in Georgia. Um, and uh, let's see, Beagle, Golden Retriever, Boston Terrier, Boxer, Shizu, Dachshund, and Siberian Husky. Those round out the second, second five. Well, I, it's interesting that you found that because I had also found an article called The 40 of the uh, Dog Breeds That Make the Greatest Pets. And let's see if it matches your list there, okay? Well, so, just so you know, the least popular dog breed yeah. in the United States is the Havanese. Okay. I think it's a little fluffy thing. Okay. Well, here's the ones that make the best pets, according to Country Living Magazine. Uh, ten is the Borzoi. It's kind of a relative of the Greyhound. Uh, Alaskan Malamute is Mal, Malamute, Malamute. Malamute is number nine, which you would think would be the most popular dog in Alaska. <laughs> that's listed as one of the best pets? Yes. Um, eight Ugh. is American English Coonhound. Oh, I can't handle the noise. Uh, number seven is the Af... This must have been done by the Sighthound Association. Uh, number <laughs> seven is the Afghan. Never seen one in real life. Uh, number six is the otter hound. Never these seen one hounds. in real life. <laughs> now, now, again, they're saying these are the best dogs to own. Uh, number five is the greater Swiss mountain dog. Again, ne- not seen never a lot of seen those. one. <laughs> number four, you would suspect Labrador Retreat. You know, that's got to be. Uh, number three is German Shepherd. Okay. Number two, Golden Retriever, which is the most popular dog in America always for the last 10 years. And then number one is the Airedale Terrier. Which <laughs> Never know. I don't know if I've ever met. I, they, these people, I'm going to conduct my own study. I'm going to cold call people across the country. Well, you know, you know what? Should... Let's use our network here as a study. I want, I'm going to make a post make on a post. the auditor yep. Facebook page or send me an email. Jamie at horse radio network, put dog in the subject. Well, just do a poll. We'll do a poll in the auditor room. What state do you live in and what kind of dog do you have? There we I want to know. There we I, go. I, this is science, Glenn. We're creating our own science. <laughs> We're creating our own study. <laughs> do you know who else does science? And that's Cosequin. Yes, they do. Cosequin ASU joint and hoof pellets contain quality ingredients to support joint ho- joint and hoof health and leave out the fillers, molasses and alfalfa, all while delivering the taste horses love. The colors of their ingredients shine through for a difference you can see. Visit CosequinEquine.com. I got an email the other day that uh, one of our listeners said, I've listened to you for the entire length of your podcast, horses, this one. And he, <laughs> she said... Over the last two months, your transitions have been amazing. I really have been kicking up my transitions. You just did. You just I talk did. about that email to tell yourself that you did, did a great job I with that one. I did a great one. job. I did. Yes. That's <laughs> <why>. <laughs> I did great. I did that. That's exactly why I did that email. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, actually. By yeah, the way. I've been pretty good at my transitions lately. I've been working on that. Hey, uh, we do study show every month. And what that is for people who don't know is we take a look at, or I take a look at the studies that have happened over uh, over the past month. Usually month. Yeah. yeah. And we take a look and we, we kind of make fun of them because, you know, people spend a lot of money on these studies and they're stuff that we know anyway. Uh, and what what are the couple things that comes up every month, the topics that come up every month? What's number one? I would say coffee, coffee sleep, wine. Coffee, alcohol, and diet. Those three diet. things come up. Yeah. So then what I thought I would do is do a twist for this January one. I thought I would take a look at all of 2023 
for those p- p- specific categories. I have not been drinking the whiskey. I'll have you know. <laughs> <laughs> not even open to you. Uh, coffee is, of course, one that is top on the list. So here are some, and I had to pick. There were hundreds of studies on coffee in 2023. And if you remember right years ago when we did this, coffee was evil. Coffee would kill you. Every study was how bad coffee was. Mm-hmm. Literally every study. And it was like for a long time that we did studies show coffee was going to kill you. Do you drink coffee anymore? I do. Yeah. Okay. How many cups a day? I drink one cup every morning. Okay. Jennifer has one or two cups too. She didn't have much. But we both know people who have like eight cups a day, right? Yeah. I, I do. I'm married to him. Go ahead. Oh, really? Does he? Yeah. That's Well, yeah. good. I'm kind of glad he does. He flies an airplane with people in it. So. Exactly. <laughs> I'm kind of glad he does. So this, these are the random studies I just picked. And see how different this is from years ago. Studies show coffee may aid to the prevention of Parkinson's disease. Pour yourself a second cup. Research shows coffee provides health benefits. Coffee consumption is associated with reduced fragility or frailty, actually, later in life. What is fragility? Is that close to frailty? I don't know. I don't know. Is it like where your bones is it just even a word? break? <laughs> uh, drinking coffee is linked to weight loss, unless you use sweetener. The benefit, do you, by the way, milk, sugar, anything, just put black? I drink coffee and I put a little bit of milk in it, no sugar. And going, I, I love when I go to a coffee shop and I'm like, can I just get a latte? And they're like, what flavor? Coffee flavor. <laughs> coffee. Jennifer has the same problem. Coffee flavor. <laughs> She's, and, and she asked for cream and they always put like a little tiny bit and she likes a lot of cream. So the benefits of drinking coffee daily from increased life expectancy to weight loss. What uh, on earth? Like coffee was g- causing hypertension and nervousness and not oh. letting you sleep and making you poop, all the things. Out of this list of 10, we'll find one negative one. How much coffee should older adults drink? More than you think. Research shows drinking four cups of coffee a day could help you stay strong in old age. Pre-marathon coffee, caffeine helps performance studies find. Now they want you drinking coffee before you run a marathon. No, don't do that because it makes you pee a lot. But just take a caffeine pill. <laughs> we don't want you running and peeing. Nobody wants that. Caffeine boost from that morning cup of coffee may be all in your mind. We talked about that one when it came out last year. No, no, no. no. So Chad, that is not true. No, Chad makes true. this press coffee. You press it. And it, it Electra, who was here um, for the clinic, She's a professional chef and like knows all the things about food. She's like, that is the strongest type of coffee. And I was like, thank God you told me that because I would drink (laughs) one cup and my heart would palpitate and my hands would shake. So here, what was that study again? Three or more cups of coffee or no, uh, what it said is caffeine boost from the morning cup of coffee may be all in your mind, which is that's That's not true. I promise. (laughs) No, any caffeine is going to make your heart race. Heart races. (laughs) Handshake. <laughs> um, drinking three. This is the only negative one I could find on, on pages of Google results. Drinking three or more cups of coffee daily increases your kidney risk, risk of kidney is- issues. Okay. It's the only one I could find. Years ago, we would not have one, had one positive one. That just shows you what crap all this is. Yeah. So diet. Diet's been all over the place over the years. I mean, it's been, this is good for you. And the same, you know, in the next article is that's bad for you. So here's the diet thing. You're going to like this because vegans came out and vegetarians came out pretty well on these in the last year. Uh, Mediterranean diet may reduce the risk of dementia or Alzheimer's. 
I think we've mm. heard that before. I do love a good Mediterranean <laughs> diet. <laughs> Ultra processed food raises risk of heart attack and stroke. I don't no. think there was any surprise there. Are you serious? If yeah. I have ultra processed, like go through the drive through every day, I might have some health ill effects. Yes, apparently. And there were two That's studies weird. that showed that. Uh, keto diet may be associated with a higher risk of heart disease. That's what's the keto one? I can't remember. I think it's like, is that the one where they eat like a caveman? I I can't remember. Look that one up a while. A healthier diet, get this, a healthier diet can slow your brain aging. No kidding. Eating healthy helps you health-wise. High blood pressure, reducing salt. This is the one that I went. They studied this again. My parents said this 50 years ago. If you have high blood pressure, reducing your salt in your diet may be as effective as drugs. No kidding. I oh, mean, weird. <laughs> okay, keto diet is high fat, low carb. Oh, there you go. Higher risk of heart I, disease. I that, that makes they, sense. <laughs> yeah, they put like my mother in law went on the keto thing and was putting like oil in her coffee, like a teaspoon of MC. I don't know. Well, there's people that really believe in that. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't want to add fat to my diet ever. So, uh, being a vegetarian may be in the genes. I did look at that one. And what it what? says is it may be a genetic thing where certain vegetarians don't, they just eat, they feel bad eating meat, not feel bad emotionally, but physically. Mm-hmm. And they just turn off a of meat because it, it makes them feel bad. So they're determining that uh, a lot of vegetarians may just have an adverse reaction genetically to meat. Well, let me tell you something yeah. right now. You might be one of those. Knowing my family... And knowing my son, I can disprove that <laughs> 100%. I mean, not even close. Like, I come from a meat and potatoes man, and my son is like, what is that? I don't want that. I Give me the meat. And my husband, for his, we had a birthday party last night, and he got the meat sweats uh, from the giant steak his brother made. Good God. I was like, it looked like a, like, you know, when, um, the Flintstones are like yes, doing the, the intro slam. and they pan that <laughs> Barontosaurus yes. rib cage. Yes. That's what my husband ate last night. <laughs> Please tell me you had a cake with 50 candles. Oh, you can't fit 50 on there. Come on. <laughs> they had the five and the O. <laughs> it, this one, uh, this, one surpri- this is the only one that surprised me in the whole list. The aspartame and Diet Coke probably isn't giving you cancer. How many studies have we shown that aspartame what? gives you cancer? That is ridiculous. <laughs> Intermediate fa- intermittent fasting and calorie counting both pr- promote weight loss. Big surprise. You eat less with both of those and you're going to lose weight. Big That's surprise. so weird. Yes. It's like, Could, it's like the whole concept is like burn more calories than you consume. You know, I, I like know, weird. I, I don't know, know a lot of those people who do the fasting thing and they swear by it. I don't think I could do it. I think I'd just be grouchy all the time. I tried it for a little while. Chad got into it and then I tried it and I was like, no, you know what? I like a glass of you know something before bed. <laughs> and, yeah. and you can't have that. And then you have to drink black coffee in the morning. Well, you I was eat like, like no. lunch and then you can eat like between like uh, noon and three or <laughs> something yeah, like that. Pr- yeah, basically. Yeah, you're I'd really fun you all you morning decide. and you all evening. <laughs> yeah. So there's four hours of the day you're actually happy. Uh, poor nutrition contributes to poor mental health. 
No kidding. Or maybe well, poor mental health contributes to poor nutrition. I think that one could go both, both ways there. I just spent, Glenn, a week in Palatka, Florida. Do you know how much food and health there is in a town called Palatka, Florida? We, we've camped in Palatka, so we know Palatka oh. very well. And Palatka is is redneck Florida, for sure. I was like, um, okay, so... Uh, Did you find anything have, to eat anywhere in Palatka? <laughs> I ate pizza for four of the six days for dinner because there was nothing Did the for stores there even have vegetables? I finally, at the last day, the last day, I found a firehouse subs, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Because my brother, they don't, there's no cooking or any. There's no pots and pans. There's no like. There's no way to exist besides going out to to get food. And they were at the Longhorn Steakhouse, and I was in the hospital with my mom, and they're like, "What would you like?" And I'm like, "Nothing." And I looked at the menu, and they had mac and cheese, and I was like, "Oh, just bring me some mac and cheese." <laughs> and they bring the mac and cheese. Do you know what is in the mac and cheese? At Longhorn Steakhouse? Oh, it's probably ham or something. Bacon. Yep. <laughs> Took one bite. I was like, you oh, can't. that doesn't taste right. We stopped at a barbecue place yesterday, and I actually said to Jennifer while we're eating, because we, I get, I love sides at the barbecue place. I said, Jamie could not eat at a barbecue place because every side has meat of some kind in it. There's a barbecue place near us that Chad and Lucas love to go, and they have baked potatoes. And I was like, I'll get a baked potato. And I'm watching them chopping the meat with this giant cleaver, and then they bring the baked potato over, and they take that same yep. meat cleaver and just <laughs> chop the potato. I was like, never mind. <laughs> well, they figure you're in a you're in a meat place. Why are you even eating there? <laughs> don't cut. Now I'll go, um, I would like a baked potato, but don't cut it open. <laughs> All right. Let's get to everybody's favorite topic, alcohol. Oh, so yeah. years ago, this is the same as coffee. We have gone so up and down on alcohol consumption over the years. It's good for you. It's bad for you. It's good for you. It's bad for you. This has been such a change over the years. And this year, it has a theme. Even a little alcohol can harm your health. Moderate drinking may shorten your life. Modern drinking isn't good for your health. Having a drink or two a day is not healthy. Routine drinking of alcohol raises blood pressure. Alcohol consumption increases risks for those over 60. Now, this is the one exception. <laughs> We've gotten a couple with, remember, red wine's always been up and down too, but mostly red wine's good for you in moderation, yeah. right? Yeah. Well, here's the, here's one good one that came out last year. Red wine is good for your sexual health. Well, yeah, yeah when you get a little tipsy, <laughs> I think any alcohol is good for you. Drinking is good for your libido. <laughs> a glass of wine a day could keep, for again, frailty away as we age. Red wines show promise in boosting vascular function. Cheap red wine is less likely to give you a headache. Isn't that the exact opposite of what we always thought? Uh, yeah, I've never heard that. Yeah, like Boone's Farm red wine's not going to give you a headache? Um so here, you want to hear that? I actually did look at this study, and as you know, is I don't Boone's think, Farm wine? I don't think so. Yeah. I was thinking more two buck chuck at Trader Joe's. Kind of like Boone's Farm's kind of like Kool Aid with uh, that's got some alcohol in it. I don't think there's a grape in Boone's Farm. I'm going to look up the ingredients <laughs> of Boone's Farm. I think it's I, corn syrup. I learned to drink on Boone's Farm because <clears throat> um, we it was all did. A dollar fifty Strawberry a bottle. Hill. <laughs> Strawberry Hill, baby. That's right. That's right. Uh, you want to hear five of the healthiest alcoholic drinks? Sure. What do you think? Okay, yes. here's the ingredients okay. for Boone's Farm. Carbonated water. Really? Dextrose. Fructose. Natural flavors. 
Natural flavors, another kind of natural flavor. Potassium citrate, potassium sorbate, sorbitol. (laughs) It says, oh, apple wine. They put apple wine in the strawberry wine and just flavor it? That's the Hawaiian apple flavored wine ingredients. How much alcohol is in? 4%. Let's see. see. No, yeah, there's just, it's not. (laughs) Alcohol is 7.5% by volume for Strawberry Hill for Boone's Farm. Wow. That's higher than I thought. I do know that you can feel a little tipsy after you drink the whole bottle. I was going to say, you don't drink a glass. You do the bottle. Because it tastes like Kool-Aid. <laughs> All right. You want to guess for the five healthiest alcoholic drinks? And you probably know number one right off Is the Is it bat. like a drink or a... a, a types like a of mix? alcohol. Okay. The healthiest one is probably... That's oh. what we just talked about. It's okay. Wine. Red wine. Yeah. Red Yeah. They never mention white wine as being healthy for you. Uh, so red wine's number one on the list. You're going to be surprised oh, at number guessing. two. Number two is vodka. Vodka's number three. Wishful yes. thinking. See, there yeah. you go. <laughs> I made it happen. What's the one that um, causes people the most trouble? No, oh, tequila. Number two on the list of the healthiest alcoholic no drinks. Way. Unless you die in front of a truck leaving the bar. <laughs> God. Like, <laughs> Chad went to, or fall off when you're dancing on the bar. <laughs> Chad went to Wakaka. It's it's if you spell it's in Mexico and it's O X C A C O Wakaka or something Oaxaca, and he brought me back a bottle of tequila from this town that's made in this town. It's like very expensive tequila that it's called Mezcal. It's, he brought it back and he, he's like, I got you this from the town. It's amazing, and he poured me a glass, like a little uh, you know taster. I about died. <laughs> I was like, I mean, you might as well, lit, you could have lit my breath on fire. And he, uh, oh, oh, God. So, yeah, no, I'm not going to say Apparently that. Apparently it's healthy for you. Yeah, it'll clean out your system. You vomit everywhere. Everything is gone. It's like fasting. Exactly. <laughs> Helps you fast. If you have it while you're fasting, it's even better. Yeah. Uh, so, number five was light beer. Four was stout, three was vodka, two was tequila, and number one was red wine. Okay, let me write this down. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, they give tequila. This is the reason they give tequila as a healthy drink. According to experts, tequila can increase calcium absorption and improve bone health. It's low in calories, 90, because you can't drink that much of it. It's low in calories and sugar, and it's also an easy drink for our bodies to metabolize. I'd say okay. somebody's to metabolize. Let me just <laughs> let me just drop a little nugget in here. Yeah. This does not count if you're drinking it in a margarita. <laughs> the margarita is not low in calories, not low in sugar. Yes. That's true. You had to drink it straight like they do in Oaxaca, and it's terrible. Well, there you go. There's my study show, the most common ones for 2023. And I think, once again, we can determine that we waste a lot of money on studies that just contradict each other, and you don't know what to believe anyway. That's That's okay. Most popular dog breeds was a total sham, too. So (laughs) We just had a bunch of sham studies today. That's all we've done. Well, Purina does is not a sham, and your horse... Oh my God, you're just <laughs> nailing it! Your horse has unique feed needs, and Purina has you covered from breeding and growing... Studies show that Purina <laughs> has 
you covered. There you go. <laughs> from breeding to senior horses, from performance horses to easy keepers and everything in between, Purina has an extensive portfolio of research-backed options for your horse. There's no shortcut for quality nutrition. Cheaper isn't cheaper if it doesn't work. Put Purina's research to the test. Find optimal nutrition at at any level at your a local Purina dealer or visit PurinaMills.com to learn more. And thank you to Purina for their continued support. Do we have any first world problems? We might have one or two. It's time for the weekly look at your equestrian first world problems. This ought to be good. It's always good because it's honest and people share all the drama that is going on in their life with us. And uh, if you have an equestrian first world problem, I usually put up a post on a Facebook on the auditor's Facebook page on Sunday. And I say, what's going on? Please share. It's very serious. And people do. And uh, if you want to participate in this, Glenn, how do they become an auditor? Just go to horsesinthemorning.com and check, click on the auditor banner for as little as $3 a month. You too can join that group. That's right. And uh, we're going to start with, I mean, this is this is making lemons out of lemonade, I guess, for Ellen. She's like, there's a snowstorm and the power is out. Oh, wait, power just came back on. Back to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's some wicked weather going across the country. I guess you've got it already. Oh, my gosh. Apparently, the panhandle of Oklahoma, which is the little, you know, arm sticks out. That's getting they're getting six inches of snow right now. But we're just getting conditions in places, I guess. And tremendous rain. I mean, I'm never I'm glad I rode all my horses yesterday because they're they're not going to I'm not going to sit on them again for another month. (laughs) (laughs) And then I guess the south is up for tornadoes today. So be careful. down there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Well, I guess it is, you know, January. It's about time for winter to start somewhere. Did you see that Fort Lauderdale had a tornado? No, I did not. Oh, yeah, my we gosh. had wicked weather over the weekend. And it, it, right down from the hotel we stayed at uh, just a couple of weeks ago before the cruise, tornado went right through, right down the end of the main street, went across, took out some boats in the marina, and then went across and took out a couple of roofs uh, across the marina. And they had great video of it. I mean, people had video of it because the hotels are high there, so you had good shot. But yeah. That's very rare in Fort Lauderdale. That is rare. See, you get it anywhere, people. It's not just me in Oklahoma and what they call Tornado Alley. It's fine. Um, (laughs) Ariel says, my dressage instructor is coming next weekend, which means I'm so excited. But that also means I'm going to have so many things to work on. (laughs) (laughs) It's like we pay them to tell us how terrible we are and how much better we need to be. And then we're like, oh, why did we pay for that? Stressing about what they said. Exactly. Julie says, I have a fox hunt coming up and I don't know which of my two horses to take. Should I take my dependable steady Eddie pony or give my newly adopted off the track standard bread more experience? Decisions, decisions. I'm so sorry. How, you, how hard do you want to work that day? <laughs> I mean, I think that would be a game time decision, really. <laughs> and what I is in your flask, Julie? Do you have tequila? Do you have light beer? What's in your flask? We want to know. Um, Hillary said I had surgery and I can't lift more than a gallon of milk. And so I asked my husband to bring my cross country saddle into my office so I could clean it. And as he was coming in, I told him to watch the doors so you don't scuff the candle. And then he promptly smacks the door, scrapes the candle. I can't even be annoyed because he was like taking care of me and think he was doing nice, but, ah, <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to save Leah's for last. We're guilty, guilty. All of us are guilty at one time or another of doing those things because we don't know and we don't care. Nancy says, I have to try yet another saddle to see if I can find one that doesn't slide forward under my mare's shoulder. And this one, like the other two that were also professionally fit, costs more than I paid for the mare. (laughs) Now, I had my training level horse jet that I got for 400 bucks. I adopted him from the sheriff's department. Okay, Nancy. And I was in a lesson with Barb Crable and I was, she was like, you have to get this Devaku saddle for him. This is, this is this. And I was like, Barb, I paid $400 for the horse. That saddle's 2000. She goes, Jamie, you don't ride him like a $400 horse. I was like, sold. Give me the saddle. <laughs> Did it fit? Yeah, of course. (laughs) We went on to victory and glory. Um, Tracy says, I went to catch my... shortlisted for the Olympics this year. Yeah, right? You know, I didn't die. So there was that. That that was a tough horse. Uh, Tracy said, I went to catch my mare for a lesson, and I was almost late as my two-year-old also wants to go and keeps pushing her head into the halter. (laughs) Yeah, I'm trying not to get kicked. (laughs) We all know how bad that is. (laughs) Sharon says it's literally freezing to start out in the mornings, but it gets up to fifties later in the day. And I can't figure out what outfits I should wear to work with my horses. (laughs) Feel that way. Feel that way, girl. Uh, Lisa said, I'm so excited because I'm doing a certified equine sports bodywork course and I'll be able to help all the ponies and I'll be FEI registered. But I have to learn all the anatomy in working form and in Latin. Really? Oh. Why? Uh, yeah, why? Who's going to test your knowledge? Language. Don't s- send your hate mail to Jennifer at Horse Radio. Uh, Lucas takes Latin at school, really? actually. Everybody does. Really? Yes. He has to be the only school te- left that is mandatory to take Latin. I'm like, is it why? Catholic? No. No. <laughs> Karen says minus temps last night and tonight. Oh, minus temps last night and tonight. And apparently I didn't drain my hose well enough. So Mm. I have to carry five gallons of Mm. buckets of water to my heated water troughs. (laughs) That is a first world problem. (laughs) We've all done that too. And it just sucks. (laughs) No. I'm like taking my like. And the one that's frozen is not the one closest to the barn. (laughs) No, of course not. Elizabeth says, I recently got a spectacular weather day at the barn since my horse rides or drives. I had to make the decision on how I would enjoy him that day. Should I harness him up or saddle him up? I was so conflicted. (laughs) Uh, Patty says, I keep my good tack and my saddle pads in our guest room closet. And I have so much now that I need another closet. (laughs) Or... Never mind. I'm not going to say it. This stuff's what Glenn would say, which is like, have less nice stuff. Mm, but I, I, would I wouldn't say that. Mm. I wouldn't say that. I would mm. say, have your husband, John, build you another closet. See, that's what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> I mean, I had to be practical for a second, but then I got to be real. <laughs> got to be me. Um, Jen says her horse, Roheron, is super healthy and he looks great, but he's put on so much muscle that my dressage and my Baroque saddles don't fit him anymore. <laughs> There's an easy way to solve that problem. Just give him a month off. <laughs> it's January, for God's yeah, sake. Right. I'm ride him this is what the winter's for. It's to let him get back to fat and shabby so your saddle's fit again. So your saddle's yeah. fit again. By the way, she adopted him from Horse and Hound Rescue. Oh, did she? Wow. she and he's did. got muscle now. Wow. Cool. And he's looking great. Yeah. Um, and then finally, our last one, Leah. I cry for you, Leah. My brother's I cried for you. 
I got a brand new Bluetooth speaker for Christmas that I can use at the barn and listen to music while I ride. But my indoor is so big that it loses connection with my phone when I'm at the far end. Do you want to kill her right now? Do you want to kill her? I will punch you in the throat. (laughs) (laughs) Out of utter jealousy. My indoor arena is so big, my Bluetooth doesn't give me to get all the way to the other end. Oh, my God. That's the one thing I heard from Jamie when she visited. I want to go see the indoor. Indoor at least two or three times. She's still dreaming and fantasizing about. Do you still like get on the internet every day and look at indoors? I'm just waiting for the economy to crash so I can pay for one. <laughs> I'm saving money. <laughs> we have Hoarding new, gold. <laughs> we have a new series coming up. You don't even know this. Is your barn some Morton, right? Yes. We have a new series coming up by Morton Buildings on what to do when you build your new barn. And one of the se- one of the segments is on building an indoor. You'll have to listen to that one. Oh, I yeah. love it. I mean, now, they wait. don't tell you how to pay for it. That's the one yeah. thing. <laughs> That's not included in the series. <laughs> I love my Morton Barn so much. I'm excited that they're going to be doing some more stuff. I do need a clip because Miles decided to kick one of the little clips and break it. So maybe I can get a phone number. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> How are the stalls hanging up with the kicking, by the way? Oh, no, they're awesome. So Morton, like not what's awesome about Morton Barn is that they there is no surface that the horse can chew on. Like along the top of the stalls, everything is covered in a metal. But Miles, not that he's fat, Glenn. He's just a little fluffy. Decided to roll a little close to the wall. And there's like a little clip that like secures the door. So the door closes. But then there's like the extra little like hook and latch thing. Then he um, <clears throat> he might have broken that in his struggle mm. to get himself up. He's fine. He's fine, by the way. He's fine. I want to know why horses roll. They have a big stall or or not, whatever. But even outside, even outside, they ha- our horses probably have an acre, right? They roll next to the fence. Why? It, it's got to be like predator. They don't want to expose their belly. With, you know, I don't know. It's stupid. Same in the stalls. It's like, couldn't you roll in the middle? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, we have to roll Just against roll the, the wall. Yeah. <laughs> and then try and roll over. Uh-huh. Uh, Good yeah, times. I don't know. Horses are always trying to kill themselves. Yep. Well, on that note, we're going to call it a day. I hope we didn't bore you too much today. Uh, we, we hopefully, this guest, I really wanted to talk to this guest today. You missed a good one on Friday, by the way. Uh, I heard it was yes. really awesome. Yeah. I told you. I'm sorry you, were, you weren't here for that one. I know you had obligations, but uh, the lady was fascinating. What she's doing with the thoroughbreds, is really, the turnout and everything is really cool. We're going to get her back. They're doing real studies this year on the differences of horses turned out and brought in and fussed with and all of that. Uh, but we're going to get her back in a year's time uh, to go over what the studies have showed. Uh, oh, a, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah, I want to actually, I might actually go back and listen to one of the episodes here. Yeah, I heard yeah about listen it. to that segment with her. It was fascinating. Hey, can we end on something like like really positive? positive? Yeah, go ahead. We have a minute. I, I found this thing for the top 10 prettiest horses. And I wanted to go over it because I... It's uh, list day here. I, <laughs> That's what I need I to title not, this show. <laughs> I know. It's list day. I did not appreciate the dog study. Um, so I want to say that I really appreciate the list of the top 10 prettiest let, horses. Let me guess. You have most of them. Um, maybe. <laughs> I have number one, which, of course, is the Andalusian. It's the prettiest horse. I don't okay, care how Okay, that's one we can probably is. all agree with. I mean, 
That, yeah, exactly. Now, um, number two is the Hafflinger. Really? Cute little, cute pony with yeah. the flaxen mane and tail. I guess I could say the flaxen mane and tail got that one in number yeah. two. Yeah. And it depends on if you're into it or but, not, but man, number I, three. Before go you ahead. go to number three, uh, when we lived in Lancaster County, the Amish have gone through cycles of what they breed. And they breed whatever they think they can sell for a lot of money. Okay. So, so, you know, they don't just do dogs. They did horses, too. So when we would go every year to the draft horse auction, they would have an adjoining auction because Amish were really into breeding hufflingers back then. And we would we went to the draft horse auction where I bought my one percher on, and they must have had 250 hufflingers in that it installs in there. And let me tell you what. How they told any of them apart, I have no idea. Yeah. They all look alike. But it was really cool to see all those ponies in one place. I get, I agree. Okay, um, let's see. The next one, top 10 prettiest horses in the world. Number three, Arabian. There are some super pretty Arabians. But then there's ones that are made to look like Disney horses. And yes. They're kind of weird. They got too <laughs> number, number four. I agree with the Frisian. Mm. Oh, that's the I most popular them. horse in TV and movies, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Andalusians and Frisians. Number five is the, now the rest are kind of like, you know, whether you think so or not. Uh, the Appaloosa. Yeah. They have uh, the yeah, Appaloosa. Yeah, spots give them a unique look. So, yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I, th- it was a friend that saw an Appaloosa. They were like, oh my God, have you ever seen a horse that looks like this ever? I'm like, that's a, that's a, that's they're a breed. The Dalmatians of horses. They're, it's just yeah. a breed. Uh, the Marwari horse is number six. Those are the horses in India that the, my friend uh, has them uh, in India and their ears like curve around and oh, touch. Yeah. I think we oh. talked about them in the past. They're so cool. We should have him on to talk about them. I think he breeds and trains them. Well, that'd be good. Um, yeah. Uh, the Akultiki, the golden Akultiki. <laughs> I don't know if I ever say it right, but that's how I say it. How many it. times have we talked about that breed over the years? Tons, for some Tons. reason. Tons. Yeah. Because they have that, like, reflective yeah. hair or something. Yeah, they're unique. Now, number eight on their list, I did not know what it was, a Saray... Soraya Mustang. And so I looked up Soraya Mustang and a Soraya is a horse in the Iberian Peninsula. So maybe it's like when the Spanish conquistadors brought the Soraya over here and they're now Mustangs. I don't know. I, I'm just making stuff up. Uh, number nine was the chocolate silver dapple. What? It's just a, not, a, it's not a breed. They just, it's, it's going downhill. <laughs> the list. It started strong. <laughs> And then number 10, the Knobstrooper. Which That's we've right. talked about a couple times. We've had breeders on the show about that. Yeah. Well, but you know they, what? They're, they're cool horses. You know what? A list is up, but it doesn't matter because number one was the Andalusian. And they're so right. <laughs> Andalusians and the Frisians. You know, it's got to the point now. Anytime we watch a TV show that has horses in it, especially period dramas, and they're not Frisians, we say out loud, not Frisian. <laughs> every Dick time Winnie, we see, not Frisian. <laughs> every time we see a horse now we don't care what it is it's just not Frisian. yeah well auditors hang on we'll chat with you for a little bit although i felt like we've chatted enough today but we'll hang out for a minute or two hang on auditors thank you everybody for joining us uh we have a full week of shows for you this week we have the endurance episode tomorrow uh, jennifer's going to hang out with karen and do that and then jamie and i are here wednesday and friday and we have the nrha episode for you on thursday so we've got a full full boat for you this week we look forward to it all right everybody spay duder geld it's a list day because our guest didn't show up we gotta- yeah. I know what the title so, is.
Happy birthday, Chad. 